You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Well, Ulysses, the Rays were on ESPN, nationally televised spring training game, and they lose 9-3 to to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I did not watch very much of this game. Look, I, I hate to be a complainer here, but if you're going to go through all this hoopla, nine innings, got to have this game on ESPN. I know it's spring training, but can, can you not start it at, at 3 or 4 p.m. so I can at least watch a couple innings? Some of us have jobs here where we can't you know, step away and, and watch some 1 p.m. spring training baseball. But I, I know I, I, I keep like asking for all these like accommodations. <laughs> I feel like (laughs) all these spring training accommodations, but help us out here a little bit. Come on. Well, you know, seeing as how the the game actually ended, uh, I don't see the the point in even watching a little bit. I think the most entertaining thing was Wander Franco's uh, interview, which could have been better, but still I'll take it as a bright spot today. And the second thing honestly was Brett Phillips on, uh, on the mic. Really? Uh, It was, uh, not a lot to, to see out there today if you're a Rays fan. A, a lot of Red Sox noise. Yeah, it's funny because I did not hear the Brett Phillips interview, but I did uh, peek in for the Wander Franco, Eduardo Perez working his magic. I mean, that guy, that, that's what I, I came away most impressed from that spring training game. Forget Kevin Padlow's home run and Vidal Brujan's base hit and all that crap, but... Eduardo Perez just translating and going from awesome. English to Spanish, Spanish to English. I mean, this guy is going to be a manager one day and deserves a Hopefully. shot to be a manager. How he connected, like you could see Wander's face light up. And this is going to be like, this could be like a little market inefficiency here where bilingual, maybe trilingual managers, like where you're, oh, you got a lot of the Latin I mean, players. You got players coming all from everywhere and, and having a guy that can, connect with most of them in their, their native tongue. That's huge. I think, I mean, that, that was, that was really there, there is, there is no negative towards that. It's just beneficial. I mean, if the guy can just speak your own language, the language you've, you've known since you're coming out of the womb, I mean, wouldn't that help if you're stuck in Germany and somebody's like, Oh, I speak perfect English. You'd feel right at home. You'd, you would just love that. So I think, you know, that that's definitely a positive there. And Let's be honest. He will have a job. I mean, if guys like Mickey Calloway get jobs, Jared Porter's, uh, I'm sure Perez is going to find uh, a, a job in his own right. But no, really, not a lot of race highlights. But those two were definitely very entertaining spots. I, I don't know. Did you hear or see the Heim Bloom interview by any chance? I did not. I did not. Okay. I, I missed that. 
Um, I, I honestly was not paying a bit of attention to what he was saying, but for a second, I thought that he was working for the Rays again because he was wearing a baby blue polo at Fenway South and you're the Red Sox GM coming nice. over from the Rays. I was like, this isn't good optics here. I just noticed some of the the oddest, strangest quirks that are out there. It's, well, it's, uh, again, there's not a lot to say about today. David Hess had a horrible game. Uh, you know, Waka was okay. Padlo, big home run. Um, that's about it. Uh, Cash made a good joke uh, with the telecast. I mean, there was there wasn't a lot to to take away from this spring training game yeah. that was very important on a Tuesday. Bad chin and neck angles on those interviews, holding up, making yes. the uh, the players and the coaches and the front office people having to hold up that stupid iPhone thing, whatever it is, what it is. Hey, the Rays got some exposure. That's a good thing. They're going to be on TV tomorrow, or I guess, well, when this releases today, I guess they'll be facing the big, bad Pittsburgh pirates. But again, <laughs> nine, three, I hope I, I, I really, I've not really been around on Twitter today. I hope people are not like freaking out. It's, Oh my gosh, the Rays lost nine to three to the Red Sox in a spring training. I hope I not. Hope that, but I'm sure there's some of that rhetoric. There's always, there's crazy well, people. There, sure. uh, there are people out there, you know, claiming that Kevin Cash is going to lose his job. So, I mean, there's, there's something out there for everybody, buddy. Yeah. Uh, the, the only way Kevin Cash loses his job. Uh, is if he dies. Whoever, well, that. That's the only and, way. And or if he pulls a Mickey Calloway. Right. That's, those are like the two circumstances. He is safe there, bud. He is safe. Yes. He is all Gucci. So everybody that's on Twitter, you know, it's it, that's that's bonkers. I, I I don't know why I even brought it up. It's so, you know, loony. You can't get rid of Kevin Cash. He's a, a Lutz native, went to Gaither High School, Florida State. He played for the Rays briefly. Like he's Tampa through and through. He's he's gonna be the manager for for quite a long time. Yes. And he's he just look, we're not that's it's not even worth talking about it look at his contract <laughs> look at his contract extension and see when it expires that that might be when he goes away but he's going to there be you go. for yeah. a very long time uh in a raised uniform for sure okay uh the rest of today's episode and tomorrow in fact uh we got mail we got a lot of listener comments and reaction throwing questions at us we were initially just going to do one mailbag episode, but we got so many questions. I don't think we can squeeze it all into one. So we'll have a, a part one and a part two dropping uh, today and tomorrow. So if you did not hear your question asked today, do not fret. It will be discussed tomorrow. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Don't forget those OG flavors too, like coconut almond, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet if that's something you're on or trying to get on. Uh, just buy some Built Bars. They're, they're tasty and delicious, and I have one just about every day too. So uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON20, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-20, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off 
at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, diving right into these mailbag questions. The mm-hmm. first one, and I'm trying to go in order of uh, when we receive them, just to play fair with, with everybody here. Uh, Zach Dabb says, here's a question for you. I believe Randy is still a rookie at the start of this season, and I predict he'll be the rookie of the year for the Rays and MLB as a whole, to be honest. Mm. But my question is, of the following players, who will have the biggest impact on the Rays' success this season? Wander Franco, Vidal Brujan, Taylor Walls, Luis Patino, Brent Honeywell, Shane McClanahan, or some other prospect? Ulysses. I would like to say a pitcher because I think that a pitcher could potentially see more time than a position player, possibly even contribute even more because of that fact uh, than somebody who could be even riding bench or something or being on the alternate side for too long. Um, So I would go with pitching. Pitching needs the backup right now for the race. I would pick one guy would be Shane McClellan because number one, he's uninjured, at least not coming back from an injury or a major injury uh, has shown that he can be part of the bullpen. So mm-hmm. that's perfect. And number three, he's all, he is a candidate to be in the rotation before Archer and, and all the group Hill came about. So he's good in the bullpen. He can even start. They, they at least the race see him that way. Uh, and he's already made his debut in the biggest stage possible. So I think if you're going to pick one guy, you have to go first pitching and then pick one guy that's done it all. And that's Shane McClanahan. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people may be saying Patino, 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 because he was acquired in the Blake Snell deal, but I still think he needs some more or the Rays think he's going to need some more seasoning because he made that jump from single a to the big leagues with the Padres didn't do too well. And I think they want right. to keep them down for a little bit longer. I agree with you on McClanahan because for one, um, he's, he's kind of the most, I don't want to say seasoned, but most experienced eldest of the bunch there. Um, as far as, which know, is crazy he, by the yeah. way, which is crazy. Cause he, he has what four and a half innings pitched, uh, uh, in, in his MLB career and it all came in the 2020 playoffs. So that's, right. that's saying a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's two and a half, old, two and a half years older than Patino. First of all, uh, he has the college experience. He had some action in double a as well. I think he certainly could start the season, maybe in triple a, and then pretty early on in the season, they may make the call to the big leagues, but right. I look at it like this, like I would expect McClanahan to, take a, a pretty large, I guess, bulk role from the left side this season, because who's his competition? It's uh, Jeffrey Springs, Ryan Sheriff, Cody Reed. You really trust yeah. those guys compared to Ryan what Moran, McClan- you know, if yeah. yeah, compared to what McClanahan brings as far as, I mean, he gives right. you 99, a hundred, 101 from the left side. Uh, how fun would it be to pair up the uniqueness of, Josh Fleming, Ryan Yarbrough, and Rich Hill with, okay, now we've got (laughs) this flamethrower coming in too. I think, look, I think McClanahan also getting that a little, even though it wasn't great in the postseason, getting that first taste of action, now he can almost look at it like the regular season's ho-hum. Like a a Wednesday night game against the Yankees at the Trop. I can handle that. I'm ready for that. 
100% because now you've, you've been geared up to, you know, 125%. And so like any regular season game, of course, there's going to be adrenaline. It's going to be uh, his debut in the regular season because he actually has only played in the playoffs, you know? So, mm-hmm. it, but, but having said that, I, th- I think it would, it would be very um, naive to think that uh, that World Series run, that experience last year, is not going to help him this year in the regular season. So I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm liking that we agree on on McClanny. I, I think in now long term, I mean, definitely one of those other guys for sure. But I think for this year, as far as who's ready to step into the na- yeah. next role, it almost should be biggest impact is kind of similar to who's going to get the most action. And I think that certainly yeah. could be McClanahan. And again, everybody's raving about his bullpen sessions. Uh, hey. I think it was uh, the, Smart, their bullpen baby. catcher, Misha Dworkin, who said that McClanahan threw a bullpen session as good as any he's ever caught. So oh goodness thrown against air. Don't you just well, let's love see March how comments. you do. Let, let's see how you do when George Springer's in the box. When Raphael Ooh. Devers is in the box. Oh my goodness. When DJ Are these guys in, in our division? Box. Oh my God. Another guy in our division? DJ? That, that, that's sure. This sure sounds like a, a difficult uh, uh, division there, Kev. Yeah, it can be. It can be for sure. Uh, I, I think he'll, he'll maybe drop that, that nickname too of Meatball McClanahan. I think that could go away this season. Yeah. That's bulletin board material for him. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, um, you know, an interesting question from Zach tied into that with rookie of the year and who'd be the most impactful rookie or young player with the Rays. Uh, BetOnline.ag actually recently put out their favorites for the 2021 AL Rookie of the Year. And wouldn't you know, Randy Ross Arena mm-hmm. is the leading favorite at plus 400, followed by Jared Kelenic at plus 800. Ryan Mountcastle at plus a thousand and Wander Franco at plus twelve hundred. The Rays also have several others on the uh, Rookie of the Year possibilities list or betting list here. Uh, Brennan McKay plus eighteen hundred, Luis Patino plus eighteen hundred, Vidal Brujan plus twenty eight hundred. So some food for fodder there. No McClanahan though, but that you know, it, it, it doesn't really mean all that much in, in the grand scheme of things. With that, uh, speaking of Bet Online and BetOnline.ag, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered. For all of the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website and use your mo or use your mobile device. You can use both actually. Uh, sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Okay, Ulysses, we actually have a two-part question from Brian Stark. Uh, We'll get to the first one here as soon as I pull it up. This is uh, editing on the fly here. Uh, He says, is it crazy to say that Brasso needs to be in the lineup every day? 
If it's at third, first, second, left field, right field, or even shortstop, he needs to get 400 at-bats this year because the man is this generation's Ben Zobrist, and we need to treat him like that. Well, with only 220 at-bats in his MLB career, give or take a couple, because I am seeing his fan graph uh, <laughs> page right now, uh, it's too early to compare him to Mr. Yes. Zobrist. Uh, but... In those 220 at bats, he most certainly has shown that he can hit. Uh, even in, as we said uh, on yesterday's program, uh, in 2020, he was as productive from the right side to the left side. Uh, he was an above average offensive producer uh, facing righties as a righty. Um, so if he's able to show that on the field, he can make the plays that need to be made, you know what? Here you go. A little flashback to Zobrist. Mm -hmm. Just like Madden said, uh, he used to say about Zobris, oh, Ben has no chrome. Um, that's the way that Frenchie should approach, uh, approach this this year and, you know, make the place. You know, you don't have to leave the, the, the jumping from shortstop, uh, you know, uh, against the grain to the Tatises and, and to the Machados of the world. You just make your place. Make your place. Be there. Be a constant contributor member on the field and if he does that yeah you could see more playing time appear for for Brasso especially because the people in front of him do have the tendency to get hurt so if they get hurt and you're now the guy you know first of all don't get hurt and second of all yeah. don't you know try to make plays that you should be making you know just just make the safe place that's the routine plays make you a good player it's not the highlight reel uh you know catches that make you a, a solid player it's the 95 percent that you should make make them every time as much as i love brasso and what he's doing with this team and how underrated and undervalued he is I'm not quite ready to compare him to Ben Zobrist or even this generation's Ben Zobrist just quite yet. Ben right. Zobrist was a different cat in many ways. First of all, he was a switch hitter. Second of all, he had the ability to swipe it back. That is something I don't think we've yet really seen mm -hmm. from Mike Brasso. Also, I mean, something that, for all that we talk about versatility and what Ben Zobers could do with that, I mean, he basically walked as much as he struck out. If there's one yeah. thing about Brasso, he strikes out quite a bit. Yeah, and is. that's something that might have to be worked on and adjust. But I, I certainly think, I mean, we, we broke down the splits the other day, um, righty, lefty, like he's shown that against certain righties and probably maybe against many, if not most righties that he can, hold his own and you know definitely right. i think worthy of 400 400 plus plate appearances over uh a, a 162 game season and like you mentioned it <laughs> a lot of those guys on the on the roster are they're going to go down with some injury one form or another i, I don't think brasso's got a lengthy injury history nothing that i can recall from college or the minor right. leagues or um, has he even had an IL stint with the Rays? He might have missed a no. game here or there. So he's been available, and that's a huge thing because look, Diaz might go down. Choi might go down. Kiermaier might go down. Meadows might go down. Brandon Lau Injuries might go happen. down. 
Yeah. Injuries happen in every season, in every team. Guys that you want their, them to be 162 games, they're not going to be. So make yourself, first of all, available. And number two, when the spotlight is on you, because now you're taking somebody else's role, just make the plays that you need to make. Just the, the safe place. That's that's what gets you the name on the lineup. It's can you do the routine place? You know, why, why do we hamper uh, Harper of uh, Willie Adamas' throws? Because sometimes there are throws that need to be made chest high, and he doesn't do that. It's this, it's the safe, routine place that put your name on the lineup. So can he do that? Then, yeah, he will get more playing time when, when, when his name is called. Look, and learning the shortstop position or at least being able to say, hey, I can step in there for a couple innings if need be, maybe this is something where at the TROP, we know about Willie's struggles there. Maybe yeah. you need a, a late inning replacement. We need a clutch Ooh. bat. That might be the opportunity. Look I at mean, that. Brasso, look, we, we can talk about what he did against Chapman in the ALDS, but throughout the postseason, he was actually pretty solid. Like he was one of the yeah. few guys that actually held his own. And I mean, I know they weren't like out of this world numbers, but he at least had a, a an over 700 OPS and he played in quite a Which few says games. says a like lot because that whole team when he held his own. Yeah. The rest the, the of the team, team outside of Rosarena crapped the bed pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. There's, there's uh, not that many guys who were on during the postseason. So, no, he had a great 2020. Let's hope he builds on it. I think it's too early for the Zobris comp, but yes. I'm not just going to say out right now because the, is the flexibility there? Yeah. But let's, let's see if the glove actually can play because he definitely has hit in the 200 and, and, and plus at, at bats that he's had. For what it's worth, um, I did some math here and extrapolated what Brasso did this past season over the course of 162. So he played in 37 games and had 98 plate appearances to 162. That means he would have played in roughly 100 games and gotten about 265 plate appearances. But Brian wants him to get 400. That, that might have to be a prop bet. Is uh, what, what would we set that marker at? 350? No, I would I would set that marker at uh, 250. I think 250 over or under 250 for Mike Brasso. I'm not ready to make that prop bet yet because I yes. think it's a little bit too early. But uh, yeah, 250 I think would be a fair as- assumption if everything goes well. I think he could definitely oh you know overtake that. Now is that at bats or plate appearances? I'm making it more difficult. Okay. I, I want to make it more difficult at bats. Okay, yeah, it's, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stew on that. Yeah. Let's maybe wait till spring training gets a little bit closer to conclusion. Who knows? You know, Diaz could pull a hammy in the next couple of weeks and that, that might open up a spot for Brasso there. So, and we still, we still haven't done the, my boy draft. So, uh, you know, that's gotta come. Yeah. Well, we got to figure out how much, how many rounds that is. We we got a lot to do on the podcast. Good thing (laughs) we're daily here. Uh, part two from Brian Stark. We, we usually don't do part twos, but he, he knocked it out of the park. Uh, using a little baseball reference there uh, on these questions. Um, what are the odds that the Rays hold on to Adamus and move Wander to third base, lock up Willie, and have a stable second base, shortstop, third base infield for the next four to five years? Well, to answer this question, I think you have to look at the farm and say these names. Kevin Padlow, Vidal Bruhan, Taylor Walls, Xavier Edwards, Greg Jones. 
So that's a lot of talent and better yet, it comes cheaply for mm-hmm. the race. So uh, seeing Adamas uh, in the middle infield, look, I think a lot of middle infield help is coming and we're right. going to see glimpses of it this year. So in my opinion, if Willie doesn't sign during spring training, a friendly deal this year, it wouldn't surprise me one little bit to see Willie Adamas being traded in the off season. So do you think, what's your view on this? Will Wander play alongside Willie for one season or more than one season? Are you thinking that for, for you're, 20 games for, 50 I'm saying for games? like at least a hundred games. I'm saying like, no, no. Okay. So once they're ready to call up Wander, Willie, you're, you're sorry. Push, we're pushing you off the ledge here. Moving well, you this on is the thing. Else. Well, this is the thing. I've always been a fervent believer in that Wander will only get that call in September. Lately, I've, I, I've, I've kind of rethought it and maybe say, well, if they're risky, which the race are usually risky, but because this guy has just so much name recognition at 20 years old, not having even faced double A pitchers in an actual league. Uh, don't, don't tell me about the alternate site. Okay. Uh, Sean Gill Martin, you know, okay. Um, so David has thrown yeah. batting practice. Come on. So, so uh, could they be risky? Yes, of course. So maybe after the super two, he comes up, but I still, yeah. I'm going to hold ground here and say September call up. So how many games do Willie and, 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 and wander play next to each other? Are you going to come? Are you going to give him the September call up and just put him in third? You could do that. And maybe they play, uh, you know, 10, 15 games together, but I just, I don't, I don't think that the Rays want to just move wander to third base. Mm. It doesn't seem like that's the plan. They could surprise me, but uh, that that's the, the line in the sand that I'm drawing. If he doesn't, if Willie, doesn't sign a turn a friendly deal during right. the spring training. The whole Willy wander is not going to happen for more than a month's worth of, ga- of games. I could see it happening for 2022 because maybe that's yeah, Adamus's maybe. first year of arbitration. He would still be relatively cheap. And then yeah. you're able to work wander in a little bit and say, okay, this year, we're going to have you at third, maybe move you around a little bit to second. Occasional off day for Willie. If he gets hurt, you're stepping in. We want you to be versatile too. But I, I do that. get your point about Wander. I mean, when you call him up, you'd like him to be able to stay and get a majority of the work at shortstop. That's where the value is tied in. He's not as valuable yeah. as a primary third baseman or a second baseman or even a center field. The value is tied up to being a shortstop there with Thank what he you. does offensively. Thank you for saying value because that's exactly how the race think about value. So if you're telling me that you're going to put the number one prospect in baseball, the guy twice being the number one prospect in baseball, which rarely happens. It's like Andrew Jones, Joe Maurer, Bryce Harper, and then Wander Franco. Like that, right. that's how big of a deal Wander is. You're not going to put him at third. You know why? Because you've been playing freaking Yoshi Sutsugo at third base because you've been playing Yandy Diaz at third base. Bro, yeah. come on. So I don't think the value comes in. You said that perfectly. The value of having Wander doesn't come in, number one, riding the bench. You're not. That's not happening. You can't yeah. have him on the bench. He needs a spot. So where are you going to open up that spot? Third base? Maybe. But it, the value is not there as if it would be in shortstop. So then what? You're going to move Willie Adamas? I don't think you would move right. Willie from no, shortstop to third. If, 
he's playing short for the next several years until after so, his 30s, probably. Something, so, something's got to give. Here's my point, though. I think that the Rays may also think that it wouldn't be such a bad thing if Willie or Wander worked aside, worked alongside Willie for half a season, a full season, season and a half, to well, see his work ethic, leadership, how he goes about coming to the ballpark, and just how he goes about his being a teammate. Routine. Yes. I mean, that's something I that think- I think he can impart to a very young, moldable player. Yes. In Wander. So I think there's yeah. something to be tied into that as well. And if you're the Rays and, and, and you're thinking Wander, uh, well, we'll have him for at least, my goodness, I'm going to be very uh, pessimistic here. But if you're going to have Wander here in, in a Rays uniform for four years, five years, if he doesn't sign something, um, uh, he's going to be here for a long time. And he's going to be very yeah. good, hopefully. So why not make the the team's best player uh, uh, in, in the future have some of the very good qualities that Willie Adamas has, which, you know, top step guy in the club in, 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 in the dugout, you want that guy. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that is your best player who is cheerleading everybody on, who's taking the helmet of, uh, of guys after, after getting a home run, that would be incredible. And, and I think the race have done that very well with the pitching the, you, the, they created a culture in 2008 starting with Casimir and Shields right there. Yeah. And they've handed that down, that, that lesson down up to Snell and now Glass now is that guy. I think it would be very beneficial for the race if they do that with the position players. And that would be something that Willie Adams could definitely hand down to, to wonder. Look, and I think however it shakes out, you mentioned the guys that are on the come up at some point, Bruhan, Edwards, Greg Jones, Taylor Walls, Wander, the list goes on and on. Like the Rays in some shape or form, whatever it may be, they're going to be set in the middle infield. They're going to be set in the infield. They're going to, they're going to have their pick of the litter yes. to choose from. Another maybe reason why I think that in addition to what I said about wander playing alongside Willie, maybe some of those prospects missing an entire year of minor league ball. Maybe they need a little bit further development. So the Rays are like, okay, we don't mind keeping Bruhan and Edwards and Greg Jones down. Let them simmer a right. little bit in the minors. We look, Willie's still extremely, extremely affordable. He hasn't even hit arbitration yet. Now, once yeah. you get to year two and three, that, that may change a little bit, but I also could look, I don't think – I find it hard to believe that Willie Adamas – would he be on the team within the next two to three years? I could see that. But the next four to five, six, I don't really see a scenario where that happens unless he signs a deal like now. But I don't see – especially when you consider that like he's yet to prove to be able to hit at the trop. Half your games are at the trop. Like that's a problem. Yes, right? 100%. If you can't hit at your home ballpark, I, you know, I was going to make the joke earlier, but I'll say it now. So if you have, you know, Wander taking a bats from, uh, or Brasso uh, taking a bats from Willie, so you're going to have a, a, a way shortstop and a home shortstop, yeah. you know, you could get to be that ridiculous with the platoons uh, splits. But look, I think that's a good point that you make. If 2020 kind of hindered the development of some of those guys the padlos the walls the brujans the, even the wonder francos okay if mm-hmm. it hindered in any way their development you could see kind of a a, a revival in the stock of, of willie 
and maybe a window uh, right. that stay longer than maybe originally thought because of these these guys were knocking on the door. Maybe now Willie, instead of being moved this season or next, gets moved in 2023 or maybe 2024. Yeah. Who knows? But um, I like that theory. But I, I again, I, I, I don't see Wander and Willie being a thing in existence. It's not Jeter A-Rod type of a deal yeah. where they're together no, it, for years and years. I If it's one year... I think that's the maximum like that. that, Okay. That would be the 2022 season. And that is it. I don't see that happening. That might have to be a prop bet too. How much time do Wander and Willie play together? Look, that might be look. And also, you know, this off season, final thing on this question. um, I mean, you look at the free agent market coming up this off season, Lindor theoretically would be a free agent, although the Mets would be stupid not to lock him up. Javi Baez, Carlos yep. Correa, Trevor Story, Corey Seager. Those guys are going to be free agents. Um, maybe some of those teams don't want to resign those guys and they want to go with the cheaper, okay, we can sort of get similar production. Yeah, it's not going to be quite the same as as Trevor Story or Carlos Correa mm. or Javi Baez, but we could have a much, much cheaper option here with Willie Adamas. And still, you know, some of these teams are in rebuilding. Like, I can see the Rockies pulling that off. Like, yes, yeah, we're, dude, we're getting rid of Story. We'll trade Adamas. I don't know if they got oh. any prospects to give, but, you know, that'd be a this, team to, to pull the wool over the rug on. This is 100% why I know that we've hung out for a decade plus because I was like, I'm going to make the Rockies joke. I'm going to make the Rockies joke and you stole it right out of me. I'll make another Rockies joke. You have said that uh, Willie could be a 30 homer guy. Put him in course field. That dude is hitting 30. The dude is hitting 30. So um, no, I think that that's something valuable, but then again, you could see it as a negative. So many shortstop, it floods the market. Maybe not a lot of interest um, will, will, will be coming the raise way for, yeah. for Willie. And then why would you trade him at his lowest value? Again, think about the value, just right. wait for the next year. And then that that way, that's how you could see wander and Willie shortstop third base for a whole year. But again, I mean, he's still only 25, 26 years old, a lot of control. Uh, you're having another pandemic, uh, you're having another season that's heavily affected by the t- pandemic as far as attendance and bringing money in. And a lot of these teams, I think, will continue to want to cut costs. I mean, definitely the Cubs have been going cheap for a while. And now you see the Rockies and maybe some, who knows, maybe the the Dodgers and Andrew Friedman are like, hey, we, uh, we'll we'll make a play for Willie Adamas, get something going there. So uh, we, we already know about all the, the Cincinnati Reds rumors and, and things like that as well. So lots of stuff going to happen. Uh Thank you, everybody, for for these questions. These were really good questions. So what? Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Zach. Um, We've got more. Those were the two guys. We have we have many more. Yes, Uh, we don't want to leave out uh, Jeremy, Dustin, Sutsugo Fan Club, Thomas, Austin. We'll get to your questions tomorrow. We will absolutely do that. All great questions. We appreciate it for sure. All right, Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Race podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast and Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.